Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Birmingham, Alabama, it's time for Birmingham Business Radio. Now, here are your Business Radio X hosts. Hello and welcome to another exciting and informative edition of Birmingham Business Radio, brought to you by Business Radio X. We are broadcasting live here today from the beautiful offices of Warren Averett CPA Firm here in Birmingham, Alabama. Remind our listeners, you can find all today's interviews and all of our past shows from here in Birmingham at birmingham.businessradiox.com. Make sure you're also following us on Twitter at Business Radio X, and today we're using the hashtag Birmingham Business Radio. Let's talk to our leadoff interview here. First, right out the gate is Katie Exum. She is owner and editor-in-chief of a little magazine called Alabama Trails Magazine. How are you doing, Katie? Good morning. Yep, doing great. Awesome. So tell us about Alabama Trails Magazine, please. Yeah, Alabama Trails Magazine is the state's newest outdoor recreational magazine. We cover five um, trail systems. We cover mountain biking, hiking, paddling, fishing, and trail running. So we do really well. Very nice. Uh, so I'm a big hiker myself. Yeah, I'm from yeah. the Atlanta area. And I love to get out, but I love to go places with my dog particularly. Right, okay. So I like to find trails that are dog friendly. Is yeah. that something you cover in your we magazine? Do. Yeah, we just wrote about Remy's Park, um, if you're familiar with right. that. Um, yeah, so we just wrote with about Remy's Park. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we do that. The Little River Canyon is dog friendly. Um, we have Oak Mountain State Park, of course, is uh, Red Mountain, Ruffner Mountain. All those. And yeah. so this magazine is designed for anyone who is an outdoor enthusiast? Yes, it is. Okay. It's and, um, great. Yeah. And so what was the impetus behind this magazine? Well, we I was um, on a canoe trip with my little girl, and my husband and I were talking about that there really wasn't a family magazine for the state of Alabama that covered just trails for just Alabama. You had to buy all these different magazines or all these different books that you wanted to learn about. And so we wanted to kind of combine all of them together and provide families with a very good quality family magazine where you're going to enjoy reading it with your child. You can sit on the couch. You can learn about the trails, the different locations in Alabama. And how do you find out about these trails? Do you go out there and hike them yourself? Or do. do you have a team of folks no, going out there and exploring? Um, yeah, we have both. We, we do contributing um, writers that come in, and they'll say, hey, I just checked out this great trip, or I went on this great trail, or we went down this cool river, and we want to write about it. Um, but most of them I do. I actually do. I um, walk the trails myself with my boots. <laughs> oh, very good. Yeah. What's your favorite trail? I love Little River Canyon. Um, most Alabamians um, have probably not been there. I had not been there. I'd lived in the state for over 15 years and had never seen it. Um, it is the Grand Canyon of Alabama. So I highly recommend for people to go. Where there. is that located in Alabama? What it's, part of the state? It's in Fort Payne. Okay. Um, it's kind of like the northeastern part of Alabama, but, um, the gorge is very, very deep. Um, and the great thing is you can take your family because it's a drive. If for those of you that have been to the Grand Canyon, you'll drive the rim. Mm-hmm. So you can get out at all the overlooks, look at bald eagles, look at ospreys. Um, look at the river. There's probably not a lot of water in it right now, but um, with all the rain we've had in the last three days, it's probably running. <laughs> right. I bet it's a beautiful time to be out on the trail it with is. the fall leaves it changing is. colors and yeah, uh, the atmosphere, beautiful. the cooler, crisp weather. Yeah. Uh, I bet campers and hikers alike would love to go out there and explore that region. They do. Um, there's primitive camping. Um, and primitive, I mean, no RVs, no glitz and glam. No, I mean, it's like a tent you carry on your back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> primitive camping. Um 
up in the National Forest there. Um, another really beautiful place to go is in the Bankhead National Forest. Right now, it's burning. Um, they've oh, no. had a, a, a huge forest fire up in the Sipsi, so they've closed off some of the trails, so make sure you check that out before you get up in there. And with the fall season here mm-hmm. and uh, families having some time coming up for uh, some weekend getaways yeah. or perhaps a Thanksgiving getaway, uh, what are some of the best family trips that you would recommend for uh, those folks out there? Yeah, um, so Oak Mountain State Park is going to give you a lot of quick places to go and play that's close to Birmingham. You're not going to have to go very, very far out. Um, another one is Nakalula Falls. Um, that's a very close waterfall that you can get right up on. You actually walk over the bridge as it cascades down below you it's about a 120 foot waterfall so it's beautiful you can hike down into it and then you can actually if you're courageously enough <laughs> and you want to do it i don't recommend you dragging your children but you can get up in behind the falls okay you can walk and the rocks are very slippery be very very careful about that um, but you can. You can actually stand behind the cascade. Well, it sounds like you are certainly connected to where people it's need beautiful. to be in the outdoor uh-huh. community here in Alabama. Let's yeah. uh, talk about the magazine a little more. Yeah. Um, so how long has it been around? Uh, we started it last year, 2014. We've, we've been in operation for a year. Um, Whole Foods, Sprouts, and Earth Fair picked us up this summer edition. So we have distribution in those stores. We're online. We have a digital copy. Um, we're on www.alabamatrailsmagazine.com. Um, is it a monthly magazine? It's uh, right, and for, To finish out 2015, we're going to do one more edition. 2016, we're going to be doing six. So every two months, you'll have a new edition coming out. And people can go online and read the content, yeah. or they can pick up the magazine itself yeah. at several locations. Right, yeah. And you cover everything from outdoor magazine, or yeah. outdoor living to trails, and, yeah. you know, uh, gear reviews, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, that, that's a really good point you bring up about gear. We have our gear guide um, right here at the holiday season we do every year so we take each of our trail systems we break them down and we provide you gear for hiking or for mountain biking or for trail running so that's that's a really good one and uh, are there other magazines like this in other states that you look to to kind of uh, piggyback on or are you just kind of uh, no I'm the trailblazer yeah. <laughs> it sounds like it no I'm, I'm it I'm, I'm the trailblazer for for this because another thing our readers we took a lot of uh, market research before we launched this magazine. I spent two and a half years trying to make sure that, I mean, even down to the paper, like what paper people like to feel. Um, so we really did a lot, a lot of research. And we found out that people want cooking. They want things their children can read. They want do-it-yourself projects, um, things that they can do in their house, and things they want to learn how to do. Um, I know people are trying to kind of get back to the, and I learned a new word, locavore. 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 I, I don't know that word. That's a new word. It's actually in the dictionary. Okay. What it's does it mean? It's a person that lo- locally uses their local resources. I see. So it's kind of like a carnivore. It's like local local vore. Okay. So there you go. Learned Word of the day. Yes. Woohoo. Something Word new here. <laughs> so the uh, the magazine uh, is there a price for it? How yeah. much is yeah, that? Yeah, it's 5.99 in stores. It's 1.99. It's $1.99 digital. Mhm. So the digital's great. You can put it on your phone, your iPad, your whatever's and walk around with it, read it, take it to the A lot of women um on our cooking, we have a cooking section in it and they'll take it the digital version and they'll go through the grocery store and they'll buy all their ingredients using the recipes, so that's fine. I also see in 2016 you're going to start offering magazine on iPodcast. Tell me about that, yeah. please. Yeah, so we got a great opportunity. We're going to be doing audiobooks. We're going to do them uh you'll you'll be able to go through your app. We have an app coming out for just the magazine. And 
2016. Um, it'll link you to the trails. It'll show you the maps. It'll show you where to go, GPS, topo maps. So it's, there's going to be a lot of information crammed in our app. Yeah, it sounds like a handy app for those yeah. outdoor enthusiasts well, who need to stay connected. And it's just Alabama, so that's okay. going to be great. So if you're up in the Sipsy and you're lost, you can go, hey, I'm lost and I need to figure out where I am. So let me open this app right. if you have cell phone service. But if you cross <laughs> Georgia state line, then it's all of a sudden gonna, it's not going to yeah. work yeah, Well, it might go out just maybe to Rome, but I don't yeah, think it's going to go. Not that far. Yeah, no, uh-uh. So anything else in 2016 that you want our listeners to look forward to uh, uh, from Alabama Trails yeah, Magazine? We, have, uh, we just did a conference. It's called the Rock Conference. It's our regional recreational outreach conference. We're taking it statewide in 2016. We're working with Chamber of Commerce. Um, local businesses and sponsors, and we're going to take it around the whole state. And um, what it's going to do is it's going to bring out, so we'll be, we did it in the eastern part, we're going to do it in the northwestern and then the southern. So in each of those regions, we'll bring together organizations, Chamber of Commerce, local businesses, and say, hey, this is what we have here, come and play. (laughs) Well, it sounds like you got it going on pretty good over there with Alabama Trails Magazine. Please tell our listeners how they can find out more information about the magazine or yourself or or Um, what it has to offer. Yeah, so you can check us out. It's www.alabamatrailsmagazine.com. My name is Katie Axum. I'm the owner and editor of the publication. Um, So once you go there, you can find out everything. You can find out our story. You can find out about me, kind of how it started, get our digital copy, get the print copy. Mm -hmm. Are you actively looking for more contributors? to the magazine? I am, yes. Right. So if you're out there and you're listening and you went on a great hike or if you love to fish, we're going fishing with Ray Scott, which is the Mr. Bass down mm-hmm. in um, South Alabama. So we're going to be fishing with him. Lake Eufaula or something? Um, gonna... It's close to Lake Eufaula. He has his own lake because okay. <laughs> he's Ray Scott. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he has his own. Um, he's fi- like um, presidents fished with Ray Scott. Oh, so wow. I'm going to be, a, it's going to be a treat. It's, oh, it's a treat. Yeah, you better uh, bring your waders and your fishing uh, yeah, pole right. and everything so, else like, you need. Yeah, like he has like 14-pound bass in his lake. You better yeah. be ready That's for the right. big one. Yeah, right. reel it in. So, good. Also, you can find Alabama Trails Magazine on Twitter. That's yes. Alabama Tra Mag T R A M A G. Also on Facebook, uh-huh. Facebook.com slash Alabama Trails Magazine. Uh-huh. So all the social media platforms, you can connect with them there. Stay in touch uh, with Katie and the team over there at Alabama Trails Magazine. Yeah, so that's great. Uh, thank you so much for thank taking you. the time out to join us. Uh, uh, hopefully, we'll see you back on the radio yeah, here real soon. Love to do or that. maybe the out big, on a trail yeah, in the future. Awesome. Yeah. Very good. Uh, well, please stick with us as we begin to turn our attention to our next guest. It's my distinct pleasure to welcome Liz Farrow to the program. She's with Momentum Telecom. How are you doing, Liz? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me today. My pleasure. And tell us about Momentum Telecom, please. Okay. Um, Momentum Telecom is a carrier class voice over IP company. Um, we deploy on a SaaS model and, so, and have two data centers in Atlanta and in Phoenix. Um, have probably around 200,000 uh, voice lines. Is that right? That, that's that's yeah. a big number. Yeah, it's right. fascinating, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, what brought you into this line of work? Um, this is a family company, okay. and um, I just started working here when my father passed away about three years ago. We I had worked for our other family company um, for thirteen years, mm-hmm. and just this this momentum telecom needed my attention, and I see. so. Uh, we got in there and did it and we've had a lot of great positive results. Have you always wanted to be involved in the family business? I have always been involved in the family right. business. Some folks kind of shy away from that and they grow up, go on to have their own career and profession and then they come back to the family business, but you've been in it from since day one. 
That's right. Um, I'm an only child and I have a computer science degree from Birmingham Southern College. And so it was a good fit for me to come and work at Success EHS, which was a, um, an electronic medical record software company. And, um, and then just the transition to VoIP was a pretty easy one considering, yeah. you know, it's technology driven as well. All right. Voice over IP for those listeners who are not familiar with that lingo. What are some misconceptions, common, uh, misunderstandings that people have about voice over IP? Well, um, I think when, I think sometimes voice over IP gets a little bit of a bad name. Um, anybody can sort of set up a server that looks like a stereo in their garage and sort of deploy as voice over IP. Um, a lot of our competitors, I would, I would say, uh, ask their customers to plug and pray. We don't do that. Um, we spend about 10 times as much on our installation, um, to make sure that we, we put it in the right time, the, the right way mm-hmm. the first time. Um, it's in our business model. So we're counting on keeping you for 400 months, not for 30 Right. You just don't want to do it once and then leave it. You want to, you know, have a good solid platform that you can build on, uh, month after month, year after year with these companies. That's correct. Yeah. That's correct. I mean, service, service, and, and, both of our family companies, service has been the most important. Factor. Is there any particular industry that you like to service or are you willing to help any small business to large business and anywhere in between? We, 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 we can scale anywhere. I mean, we have customers that are a one phone. Um, and then we also have customers that are 40,000 lines. So, um, that, that's a big cable operation in particular. We do real well with, um, you know, customers that have lots of locations because that's an easy deployment as opposed to, deploying a piece of equipment in your office that you have to manage. Right. Yeah. So and we, we, we do all of that for you. Right. And you're not the only player in this space. There's lots of other companies out there doing this. Uh, but uh, I think you touched on it a minute ago, but just to revisit that, what sets you apart at Momentum Telecom from your competitors out there? I mean, I think it's the service and doing yeah. it right. Um, so, so my grandmother used to say, you want to, you're a good person to be in a foxhole with. We're a good person to be in a foxhole with. I mean, we're good. We're going to make sure that it works correctly, that you, that you receive good service. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it's, it's important to have a technology partner and we're a technology partner. We're not just out there selling you a phone system. And let's talk about the technology industry here in Birmingham, particularly. Um, so you're a native Birminghamian I and, am. uh, you've seen this technology industry, uh, blossom over the years, but where do you see it today? And maybe where do you see it growing into the future? Um, I think that we have in Birmingham sort of a unique perspective from, from both medical and from banking. And so I think that it would be great to see, and I think we are seeing, especially in the medical, I'm, I'm more familiar with that, where a lot of um, software entrepreneurs are getting out there and developing sort of niche um, products that, that are SaaS deployable or cloud deployable products. Um, and, you know, having that, that sort of native knowledge and, and support of the business community as you bring software into it, I think is, is we're, we're uniquely positioned for that in Birmingham. I would also, if I could add, um, would love to see us bring something like the gigabit and internet to, to Birmingham. You know, you look at, see what, what's, what's happened with Chattanooga and lots of great stories. And it just sort of seems like if you can do some sort of public private partnership like that, Mm -hmm. you see the stories where just 
good stuff happens afterward. I don't know exactly how it gets done, but good <laughs> stuff happens. And so, yeah, I was just in Chattanooga on Tuesday doing Chattanooga Business Radio up oh, there. Okay, great. And uh, Gig City, as they call it, okay, hundred megabyte internet speed, all citywide around there. And they, you know, started putting that plan together years ago because they knew what to attract businesses and young professionals alike to be part of that. And, and man, is that internet fast! Uh, so we're talking with Elizabeth Farrow. She is chair of the board of the directors of Momentum Telecom and Alabama-based cloud-based telecommunications company that provides hosted voice over IP broadband services and unified communication services. Uh, Liz was recently named one of the top women in tech. What advice would you give a young, inspiring female out there looking to get into the entrepreneurial or technology world? Well, we need more of them. Yep. Um, I'm going to say a, a lot of places where I go, there's a pretty short bathroom line for the ladies' <laughs> bathroom, and we need to change that. Okay. Um, I, you know, I think technology is, is pretty gender neutral, although, I mean, it is male heavy, um, but it doesn't have to be, you know, um, technology is, it can be relationship driven, but I think that technology also is just the best cost, the best service, the best products. And so I, I don't know that there's just such a huge gender divide there or needs to be, um, I have been sort of surprised in coming into sort of the, the head of the company role at how few women are running businesses in Birmingham. And I will say I try to do it like the way I would do it. Not, I don't try to go turkey hunting. I don't try to smoke cigars. I just don't feel like I need to do, um, those, those sorts of things. And I just don't think people want me to either. So I would encourage women to act like women and, um, provide good services and take care of their customers we do a monthly feature at our uh, business radio x studios in atlanta uh, women in technology and uh, we often hear that young girls are excited about science and technology but something happens between that young age and then when they get into the uh, college er era and then on into the professional world so uh, but that's the advice we hear get them while they're young and keep them connected as they grow into a professional career would you agree with that Absolutely. I mean, uh, there is no reason why men should be better at technology than women. Mm -hmm. I mean, I did better than all the men in school. <laughs> yeah. That's no surprise to me, for sure. After spending a few moments talking with you, we certainly uh, get the impression that you are connected and you're motivated and technology is something that uh, you really embrace and uh, are bringing it out there through your business, uh, Momentum Telecom. So uh, if you could go back in time, what advice would you give your younger self uh, before you uh, find yourself where you are today? I think I would tell myself to travel more. I think that I would try to convince myself that I did have a lot more time than I do. Once, once you have a family, um, I have four children, four young children. How the do you do it all? The oldest is, I have a lot of help. I delegate a lot of stuff. And, um, but you know, a seven, a six, a three and a one year old. And, um, I really have no time now. Right. Um, so I try to use my time wisely. I try to delegate what, what I can delegate. And, um, so I think I would tell my old self that thought she was really busy that she wasn't and mm -hmm. she should just spend her time more wisely traveling more travel around more. the world right that's right that's right yeah not mm -hmm. just around alabama but go everywhere 
Well, I don't know. It sounds like there's some pretty good spots from what I just heard about from the Alabama Trails magazine. There, there is some good spots out there, and you can go to the magazine to find out where they are and how to get there. That's right. Probably have time to make for that right now. Yes, um, right. What I also see in your off time, you you know, with besides the kids and running a successful company, you're involved with a lot of other organizations. Uh, um, I see you are a chair of the Museum Ball for the Birmingham Museum of Art in 2015 and was honored to be named one of Birmingham's top 40 under 40. So, man, you got it going on. Oh, I know. Um, well, we are very lucky to have such a wonderful art museum um, in Birmingham. I encourage people to come out and, and check out the, the different different opportunities that you have to view. I mean, from African art to Renaissance art to contemporary art. Um, it's, it's, it's a real gem, and we're lucky to have such a world-class facility here. Um, the Birmingham Business Journal has been very generous to me, and uh I sincerely appreciate them nominating me or uh, or naming me as one of the top 40 under 40. I mean, it was yeah. it was a really exciting time. You know, I think the whole town of Birmingham is fortunate to have someone like you involved uh, in their business community and as well as helping them uh, and all those other endeavors. So um, if Birmingham could give you a big hug, I bet they would because they are <laughs> proud to have you. Well, I'd give them a big hug back. <laughs> oh, oh, so much love in the air here in uh. Birmingham. So Liz Farrow uh, with Momentum Telecom, please tell our listeners how they can find out more information about you or your services okay yes please go check out our website at momentumtelecom.com and um you know i probably shouldn't give you my cell phone number but i i'm not going to but uh (laughs) but um i would love to give you guys some phone service right right, right. (laughs) certainly are you on linkedin as well can people i am on linkedin um i'm liz farrow on linkedin i'm on facebook i'm on twitter as liz feather p okay um and that's farrow p-h-a-r-o for our listeners that's right and um my twitter handle is liz feather p because my maiden name is feather and gill Okay. Well, very good. Thank you so much, Liz, for taking the time out to speak with us today. We wish you much success as well as your organization. Much success going forward in the future. Please stop by on Birmingham's Business Radio uh, next time around. And if you have a delighted client that you'd like to bring along with you, someone that's used your services and would like to speak about that, we'd love to feature them on one of our broadcasts. Oh, I would love that. Thank you so much. My pleasure. All right, listeners, we have another guest that we're happy to introduce at this time. This man's name is Dion Gordon, and he's representing Rev Birmingham. Birmingham. How are you doing today, Dion? I am doing very well. What about yourself? I'm excellent. Uh, thank you for being patient and sticking with us as we uh, talked to the great ladies here previously. So tell us about Rev Birmingham, please, sir. Uh, so Rev Birmingham, we are an economic development agency. Uh, we are charged with basically a few things, filling vacant spaces in Birmingham, uh, also trying to add vibrant, vibrancy and street level uh, activity around to kind of create the districts that draw people in, whether they be locals or visitors. Um, and also really growing sustainable businesses. And that's where I kind of come into the fold. Okay. So uh, what brought you to uh, found this organization? Um, well, uh, David, who is the CEO, would kill me if oh. I said that I found it. I'm if sorry. <laughs> sorry, David. Yeah, no. no. Uh, Dion's just representing the organization. I am just representing. Okay. Exactly. No, but I, I'm the director of business growth. Okay. And and so, uh, but, but Rev Birmingham, we actually trace our roots probably back to around 1950s. Um, and, and it started with Operation New Birmingham. Uh, and from that, it kind of grew into this downtown uh, development organization because this was around the time when a lot of businesses were leaving Birmingham. A lot of people were fleeing. And so OMB was really charged with uh, coming up with ways to promote uh, the city center. 
And now fast forward to um, about 2004, Main Street Birmingham was founded. Uh, and Main Street Birmingham is uh, based off of a national model. There are Main Street cities all over. Uh, and instead of the city center, they're pretty much char charged and tasked with um, protecting and restoring and preserving and bringing back the historical neighborhood centers, right? So your downtown Inslee's, your Woodlawns, your East Lakes, right? Those areas that were really kind of gutted uh, during urban flight and white flight, right? Mm -hmm. And so the similar mission, similar scope, it was just that one was focused on the city center, one was focused on the neighborhoods. And so a few years back, they merged. And so we got Rev out of that. I see. And so now you're out there helping businesses get started here in the Birmingham community, uh, not just downtown, but all over the metro area. Uh, so what are some of these challenges you see for early businesses as they're getting started? So uh, one of the, 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 the niches that we try to fill is how to really bring up uh, what we call your lifestyle and your creative businesses, right? So these aren't your hospitals or your technology companies or your large scale plants. We need those jobs and we need those businesses, right? But what are those workers going to do after 5 p.m., right? What areas are you going to show the CEO or the executive when they come into town? And so we want to help build those businesses that will add to the vibrancy of Birmingham, right? Your bistros, your coffee shops, mm -hmm. your event spaces, things like that. Uh, but a lot of times those are the riskiest businesses, right? Or those are the ones that have the slow rate of return. And mm -hmm. so it's hard to attract investment capital. Um, a lot of times these people, they might be starting restaurant businesses. And so it's going to be hard for them to kind of uh, get access to traditional fundraising, uh, you know, whether that be banks or whether that be microloans, things like that. So we want to make sure that before they strike out and venture out on, they own, on their own, that we really give them all of the resources, the tools, the training um, to uh, remove and mitigate as many of the risks as possible. Uh, we do that through a few ways. We have Biz 1.0. This is kind of like our introductory workshop, right? So somebody will come and they say, hey, I'm looking for an office space. Or I'm looking for a building to do this restaurant. If you're asking for a space, we're thinking you're at step nine out of ten. You sit down with them and you realize they're step one out of ten. And so we want to make sure that they don't sink $50,000 or 40000 or whatever it is, right? They borrowed from mom and dad or their right. brothers, right? And it fails and now Thanksgiving is awkward, right? We want to right, avoid right. that. And so we take them through one-on-one just to say, hey, all right, well, if you have a good idea, let's map it out using a business model, mm -hmm. right? And then if they're ready to go, we send them to our three-week, uh, three, I'm sorry, our, uh, it's a 10-week business development workshop uh, called Co-Starters. And we actually uh, run that with um, some of our partners at Create Birmingham. Uh, and so the idea is to, one, identify their business assumptions, right? All businesses are based on assumptions. I believe that this is my target customer. I believe that this is my uh, distribution uh, model, my revenue model, and all of that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And so for 10 weeks, we say, okay, if, that, if those are your beliefs, let's go out and prove it. And so we kind of give them venues and tools that they can go out there and then actually validate those assumptions. Right. So that's uh, we, for a practical example, we did a restaurant takeover. Uh, over at Tracy's Restaurant in Crestline, and we had two of our co-starter graduates. Uh, one was Eugene's Hot Chicken, and, which, is, and for those who might not know, hot chicken is apparently huge in Nashville, right? Okay, so it's fried chicken, but with like dry rub spices. All right, huge up there. And yeah, not not something I've heard about in Atlanta yet. So it, it, this is it's, something new. It's making its way across. It's leaving Nashville. It's starting mm -hmm. to kind of export and infiltrate these other cities, and so. Uh, and, and the guy who was uh, doing that, uh, Zebby Carney, great guy. He's actually from Nashville, so he's bringing that concept to Birmingham. Um, and then we have Teresa Rumor. 
Uh, and she is over uh, Pixie Ice Cream Company, small batch artisanal ice cream, bacon, bourbon, all of those kind of like. Wow. Ex- yeah. I know you had me at bourbon. Right, right. <laughs> bacon. And bacon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so, you know, obviously they're starting off, right? Uh, and so we wanted to give them opportunities to go out there, build a customer base, get feedback. And so for one day, they actually took over a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And you can go in there and order as if it was theirs. And also, we gave out feedback cards to the customers, right? So we want to be able to, again, validate what those assumptions yeah, are. And getting real-time information. Bingo, yeah. right? So some of the questions might say, well, if this is a real restaurant, would you go? How often would you go? Do you think the price points that they're being offered are fair? Do mm-hmm. you even like the stuff? Yeah, what do you taste high? like? Right. Exactly, yeah. right? But that's information and data that they can then put into their business model to let them know if they should one persevere i'm on the right path i need to stay this course mm-hmm. or if they need to pivot like uh, the customers are telling me this is too hot or i'm offering too much analysis paralysis i need to whittle it down right regardless we're getting all this information so you know one it just helps them when they're developing their business two it also helps them if they go to a bank and you know, bank can say, hey, we're looking for two years of sale. And they can say, well, listen, I only have one. I've been doing restaurant takeovers and pop-ups, but I'm also validating what the customers believe, right? So it's a less riskier bet. All right, very good. And so we're speaking with Dion Gordon. He is Director of Business Growth with Rev Birmingham. Uh, sounds like you got a bit of an entrepreneurial background yourself, and you're out there helping other entrepreneurs. Uh, tell us about your beginnings of an entrepreneurial journey. Yeah, um, absolutely. Well, uh, it started probably back in middle school when I used to sell my artwork on the school bus. <laughs> okay. And so I, I just uh, naturally took the drawing, and uh, the bus driver shut it down because she said the kids were giving me their lunch money. So uh, that was where I kind of got the bug. I went off to Auburn University. Uh, I originally intended to go into architecture, uh, and it beat the passion out of me. <laughs> but during that time, I mean, it was great. It's a great architecture program. But mm-hmm. also during that time, uh, I, I started a uh, ringtones uh, website. Okay. Believe it or not, when people were actually purchasing ringtones. Yeah, it used to be hot back in the day, right? <laughs> right? You couldn't wait to pay 99 cents to get that favorite ringtone. Exactly, right? Yeah. And so I started that, and, um, and t- that's where I taught myself coding and uh, and marketing and, uh, and a lot of stuff. So everything I was doing was just pretty much self-taught. I came up to Birmingham, ended up crossing paths with a wonderful gentleman. Uh, I became a mentor, big brother. He, uh, passed away not too long ago, unfortunately. But uh, he was coming down to start a company. Uh, and he brought me on board with that. And so uh, we developed Chronicle Studio with a few other guys. Um, it's still in existence now. They are kicking butt in the uh, software development and, and, and website development space. Uh, great guys. And that's kind of where it, um, what, where this all kind of came together. And so uh, Rev Birmingham, uh, they reached out. I, I'm friends with a lot of them over there. They uh, had created this position, uh, a lot of business development, a lot of Birmingham advocacy. I had uh, been involved with about maybe uh, 10 uh, different organizations um, at the time. So just uh, I'm a lover of Birmingham. And so is the perfect intersection of both of my passions. And um, that's where I find myself now. Well, it sounds like you're the perfect guy for the job that they created over there. You are connected here in Birmingham. You've got a wide variety of experiences in your background. You're an entrepreneur at heart, and you really enjoy helping new businesses get started here in the Birmingham community. Um, so I think if you're going to start a business and you're in Birmingham, Rev Birmingham should be your first stop uh, to see what kind of plan you need to put together. What what we'll love for it to be the first stop. It's again, especially if it's the lifestyle and the creative businesses, mm-hmm. right? And we have fantastic organizations around Birmingham. Create Birmingham, obviously being one of them. The Birmingham Business Alliance being another one, um, and then a, a, the uh, Birmingham Business Resource Center. We, I mean, we're just blessed in Birmingham, uh, not just with the organizations, but also uh, the programs and the workshops that really help people get from point A to point B uh, this, uh, in this entrepreneurial uh, journey. And I'll also be remiss if I did not mention the uh, big pitch, which we have coming up. November 21st and 
that is going to be uh, kind of our Shark Tank style opportunity to really give those businesses, again, an opportunity uh, to crack that financial nut, right? And so we're giving away $25,000 thanks to our sponsors, uh, PNC. Wow. Uh, and also uh, thanks to uh, JJ Investment Group, uh, we're going to be offering up to $100,000 in investment capital. So they can do the true Shark Tank thing. Right. Like the judges are idiots. <laughs> you know, we love you. We'll give yeah, you $50,000 yeah. for 20% equity stake. Huh. So when and where is this event taking place? Uh, November 21st. Uh, and uh, the Auburn and Alabama fans will be happy to know that they are playing pancake teams that day. So they can come out. <laughs> so it's a Saturday. It is a Saturday, yes. Uh, okay. At Baker's Row. It is the uh, new development uh, right across the street from Railroad Park on 14th and 1st Avenue South. It used to be the Merida uh, bread uh, plant. Uh, where you can see, uh, or smell the uh, awesome be- bread, nice. bacon. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that smell is gone. It's yeah. a place with entrepreneurship right. now. Yeah, so. the smell of money and success. <laughs> right, yeah. Exactly. Right. So uh, so it's going to be with a date again, November 21st? Uh, 21st, 2 to 5 and p.m. And uh, you can buy tickets to this event? Is it free to the public? How can they get yes, in there? They, they can buy tickets to the event. Uh, and the uh, public, uh, they will also have an opportunity to vote for their favorite contestant. We have a $5,000 People's Choice Award. They can Man, get tickets at Rev Big Pitch dot eventbrite.org mm-hmm. uh, i'm sorry dot com uh and if they want to go to our website that is rev rev birmingham.org very good and uh, one last question before we get to our next guest uh you've seen all these businesses start from a wide variety of industries startup businesses here in birmingham in your opinion what is the quickest least riskiest way to start a business Test, 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 okay. test, test. Before you do anything, test the market. Identify the assumptions and go out and validate those bad Because business is all about assumptions, right? Bingo. Right, and you want to make sure you are crystal clear on what those assumptions are. Absolutely. So, all right, Mr. Dion Gordon, please tell our listeners how they can find out more information about you personally or Rev Birmingham. Yeah, sure thing. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter, LinkedIn. I probably have some old profiles from social media sites that have failed. MySpace. <laughs> exactly. Identica. I don't know if yeah. anybody has heard about that one. And um, obviously, uh, RevBirmingham.org. Uh, put in my name and hopefully good stuff comes up. Yeah, and Google. I spelled Dion, D-E-O-N, uh, Gordon, G-O-R-D-O-N, and you can find him up there. You can email him directly, Dion at RevBirmingham.org. If you have any questions about uh, how to get started in business here in Birmingham or just want to connect with him personally because he's a real cool guy, you can do so. He'd love to be your friend on Facebook. So thank you so much, Dion, for taking the time out of your busy schedule. Wish you much success going forward. And if you know anyone else that would like to be a guest on Business Radio X in Birmingham, business radio please send them our way i know you're connected and uh, a young entrepreneur or whoever it may be so thank you sir so much thank you all right listeners uh, make sure you're following us on twitter at business radio x today we're using the hashtag birmingham business radio well thank you so much mr rick davis for being patient and uh, being our headliner here this afternoon on our second episode of birmingham business radio mr rick davis he's senior vice president of Economic Development Birmingham Business Alliance. How you doing, Rick? Good. How are you? Uh, excellent. So thank you so much. Tell us about Birmingham Business Alliance, please. Well, we are a uh, economic development agency. We're a seven-county service area. Mm-hmm. The seven counties are determined by the Office of Management and Budget at the White House, and it's called the Birmingham Metropolitan Statistical Area. So that gets to be our service area, and it's seven counties the, the core of those two of those counties, of course, are Jefferson and Shelby, the two most populous counties. But uh, we uh, hopefully lead and manage and 
assist economic development efforts in all of those counties. Seven metro Birmingham counties. Mm-hmm. Uh, any total number of population of people? It's in about 1.14 million. And, and, um, and, right. Any and numbers? growing slowly, okay. but growing. Right. Yeah. Any number of businesses out there that you can uh, put a finger on? It's in the thousands. It's and th- I, I wouldn't have the exact number, but um, um, it's, it's a very – Birmingham, of course, is the economic center of Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, about 34% of every retail transaction takes place in our metro area. Okay. So it is Alabama's economic center, and um, it, it's, again, in the thousands of numbers of businesses. And what are some of the highlight uh, businesses out there that are really uh, driving the culture of community here and business uh, here in Birmingham? Well, I think certainly from our standpoint, we focus on industrial um, businesses primarily. Uh, we do not recruit retail. Um, we recruit companies that would come here, or we assist companies in expansions here, and those companies would create jobs that would be long-lasting jobs. We want a company to come here and stay for 30 years, mm-hmm. not 15 mm-hmm. or not even 10. And so we're looking at companies that have the long-term investment. So typically we're talking to companies with higher investment thresholds. Um, for example, uh, earlier this year we had a company, uh, it's a Canadian-based company called Magna International, and they have a subsidiary here in Jefferson County called Camtech, and they're an automotive supplier. Well, they just announced a $534 million investment. So uh, when you get to that kind of level of investment, you're talking about some pretty serious uh, job growth, and mm-hmm. uh, that that's an indication that they're here to stay. And how did you support them in this uh, investment well, uh, that we, they're about we, to make? Well, we become part of the team. Okay. Uh, the team is the uh, Mayor's Office of Economic Development for the City of Birmingham, the Jefferson County Commission, the Alabama Department of Commerce, Alabama Power, Allegasco. Rev Birmingham, in a lot of instances, is a partner. Uh, the Birmingham Business Alliance and Alabama Industrial Development Training, which is an arm of the Alabama Department of Commerce. All of these groups come together, and we put together a package that we hope will entice that company to both come here and create a new uh, technology plant, which they did, and also expand their existing operation. And it's in this case, it's 354 new jobs that uh, pay on an average of 56000 a year. And those are the kind of jobs we're trying to create. Mm-hmm. And I imagine they were looking at other cities around the country to possibly lo- relocate. They did. But you were able to pitch them at Birmingham, working together, it sounds like. You've yeah. got a great oh, yeah. team working together to really uh, brand Birmingham and identify the culture here. And, and that kind of what set you apart from the other cities. Well, I, I think the biggest thing that we have as an asset is our people. And it sounds like a cliche, but, you know, cliches are cliches because they're true. (laughs) Uh, The Alabama worker is, uh, I think, at the top of the chart. Um, We have companies that tell us over and over again that the reason they're here, uh, they got more incentives offered in another community or they got a better real estate solution in another state, but they're here because of the workforce. Okay. And we continue to work hand in glove, not only with our state level organizations, but we're also very heavily involved in making sure that there's a connection between academia and industry and the state-sanctioned organizations. We've got to keep all those people together on the same page. When we bring a, uh, a young person out of our high schools or our two-year community colleges or even our four-year colleges, they have to be ready to do the jobs that are here now and the jobs that will be created as a result of future technology developments. 
Uh, I told my daughter one time, I said, you don't need to worry about what your job is going to be. The job you might have hasn't even been thought of yet. That's right. Because the technology is moving so fast and we're creating new jobs. In 1990, if you were graduating from high school or college and you said you wanted to be a web designer, people would look at you like you had a third head. They thought you may be making spider webs. What are you talking about? Well, that's how it's changed over (laughs) the years. So we work very closely with our uh, our community colleges, our four-year colleges, our K-12, uh, our state superintendent of education, Tommy Bice, is the biggest cheerleader for workforce development this state's ever had. And what he's done with the Alabama 2020 program is phenomenal, and it's changing our state in ways that a lot of us never even knew about. So you're connected on a local level, a state level, and all the way up to the White House, you said, on a national level. They are the ones kind of dictating some of your, your metro area counties and regions, right? Yeah, we're, we don't connect with them. Right. Uh, they connect with us. <laughs> they tell you what um, to do. Right. Yeah, and, and the reason I brought that up is that people have often ask us, how do you determine what your MSA is? How do you determine counties in your MSA? And it's done by the Office of Management and Budget in the White House, and they use commuting patterns. Okay. So if 25% of the people living in St. Clair County are getting up and driving into Jefferson County every day for a job, then St. Clair County becomes part of our MSA. I see. So that's how they do it. And that, but we're not connected to them on a. They just dictate your mapping yeah, structure, say, right? <laughs> Here's your service area, right? And uh, so these companies that are around the country and around the world who may be thinking about bringing a location or setting up shop here in Birmingham, how do you find them, or how do they find you? Are you actively out there promoting your uh, department uh, at expos or trade shows? Absolutely. Or how do yeah. they find you? Well, they find us because they are looking for uh, a new place to operate. Uh, they are looking for, uh, they may have an operation already here and they're looking to grow that operation. And we may be competing with a company that may have locations in, uh, 45 or 50 locations around the world. Internally, they'll determine why are we going to expand our operation in Birmingham? And that's a lot where we come in mm-hmm. and we bring them information that helps them make that determination. We're also marketing to what they refer to as site selection consultants. These are people who are very well uh, educated and steeped in what makes uh, a business determine where to go, where they'll locate, where they'll grow, where they'll operate. And those site selection consultants have their hand on the pulse of the corporate global business community. And those are the people that are involved in making the decisions about where to locate an operation. So if we're looking at um, IBM, for example, and they're talking about setting up a uh, research and development center, we want to be at the forefront of that company's yeah, decision making process. Show them what process. you have to offer. We want to show them what Birmingham has to offer, or Alabama in this case. Uh, and and what we try to do is make sure that we're very uh, well connected with that site selection community. So we go and market to site selection consultants around the country and around the world in some cases. Mm -hmm. And so we're trying to get them to understand that Birmingham has what that company is uh, looking for. And usually it's workforce, but it might be a real estate solution. Uh, At some point in that process, incentives are going to come in and and play a role. Uh, It's not usually the first thing they talk about, but it's usually one of the last things they talk about. We're speaking with Rick Davis. He is Senior Vice President, Economic Development for the Birmingham Business Alliance. I can tell you're passionate about what you do, and you certainly are bringing a lot of energy here to our broadcast today, so we appreciate that. Uh, Where do you see this Birmingham business community going in 2016 and and on the horizon uh, from there? Well, we will typically grow as the national and global economies grow. 
you know, it's the old cliche is it's been said that when China sneezes, the rest of the world gets the flu. Uh, well, the Chinese economy is slowed and it's having an impact on economies around the world because previously that's been a manufacturing economy. It's now turning into more of a consumer economy. Mm -hmm. The U.S. still has the largest consumer economy and the, U the U.S. is still at least in my opinion, the world's largest economy because of what happens here. But we track all the global trends. What I see for us locally is continued growth. It won't be at the pace we'd like. It's not that fast, but it is continued growth. I just saw a, a, a news item recently uh, earlier this morning that third quarter GDP in the U.S. grew at 1.5%. That's probably... Um, Seasonally adjusted, that's probably around two, two and a half percent. And that's not what we're looking for. We'd rather see growth in the three to four percent range. But, uh, we're, we're continuing to see growth. I, I can tell you, and I don't like to spout statistics because people can make statistics read whatever they wish. But, uh, one number that is w something that we track very closely is employment growth. You can talk about, uh, announcements about new jobs. You can talk about announcements of capital investment. And those things are important. But the main thing that we look at, the granddaddy of them, is job growth. How are the true employment numbers changing? For the last four and a half years, Birmingham is the only metropolitan area in Alabama. I'm, I'm sorry, only major metropolitan area in Alabama that has sustained job growth every month over the past four years. Uh, even in some of the metros where you think they have things going really well, for example, Huntsville, they saw job losses from month to month in several of their months. Uh, Montgomery saw the same thing. Mobile saw the same thing. Birmingham has had steady, consistent growth every month in the job, uh, in our employment numbers. That's what we track. That's what we look at. And that's what we really try to capture. Whether or not we're involved with it or not is irrelevant. What we're trying to do is make sure that the community understands that Birmingham, and when I say Birmingham, I mean seven counties in central Alabama, Birmingham is growing mm -hmm. and it is continuing to grow. It's not as fast as we'd all like, but it's slow, steady, solid growth. And that's what we want to make sure continues to happen. And that's the way it wasn't always. I mean, there was some ups and downs through the through the 80s and 90s for Birmingham. But now you're on that track going upwards. And uh, just sounds like good things are happening, not only for Birmingham, but the entire state of Alabama. Well, we again, it could be faster and it could be better. And there's room for improvement. Um, you know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that everything looks great because when you compare Birmingham with some of what we call our peer metros, we still have room for improvement. But as long as we see that sustained, consistent growth, uh, if it's 1.2%, that's better than 0.5%. Mm -hmm. Uh, it might not be as good as 2.5, but it's still solid, sustained growth, and that's what we're really after. Well, good. It sounds like you, your team, the entire uh, network of business uh, executives and, and owners out there are making this happen for Birmingham, and uh, we look forward for great things uh, coming forward for Birmingham and, like I said, the entire state of Alabama. So, Mr. Rick Davis, Senior Vice President Economic Development with Birmingham Business Alliance, please share with our listeners how they can find out more information about you um, or the alliance itself. Well, you can go to our website, which is www.birminghambusinessalliance.com. It's annoyingly long, 
but we can't do anything about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what it is. Uh, we're also, of course, on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and the uh, the others as well. Yeah, and so. people can find you there and reach out, ask you questions, mm-hmm. or maybe they're in a neighboring city or want to get some of your expertise sure. on how to get businesses to their community. I'm sure you'd be willing to help them Absolutely. out as well. So uh, thank you, sir, for taking the time thank out you. of your busy schedule to uh, join us here on Birmingham Business Radio. Thank you to all of our guests today, and most importantly, thank you to our listeners for making all this happen. If your company is doing something genuinely to serve your market, your community, and your profession, reach out to us directly on the contact page at businessradiox.com. Thank you to Stone Payton and Lee Cantor for making all this happen. And on behalf of the entire Business Radio X network, I am Ryan Redhawk McPherson. We will see you on the radio. 